Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original languages as a guide. I pray the Father God would open our eyes, ears, and hearts to his truth today, and may we understand wonderful, wonderful teachings and um, revelations from his truth. We are in 2 Samuel chapter 15, reading from the New King James Version Bible. After this it happened that Absalom provided himself with chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. Now Absalom, so he's building his own army. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Here the king accepts him back in and now Absalom is building his own army. And he's only been known to be aggressive. He had a feast where he killed his brother. He was deceptive. Let's, let's see what's going on. Now Ab- I should say he has been known to be deceptive more than aggressive deceptive. Okay. Verse two. Now Absalom would rise early and stand beside the way to the gate. So it was whenever anyone who had a lawsuit came to the king for a decision, that Absalom would call to him and say, what city are you from? And now he appointed himself here, right? And he would say, your servant is from such and such a tribe of Israel. Then Absalom would say to him, look, your case is good and right, but there's no deputy of the king to hear you. Do you hear the subservient? Like Absalom's, the king doesn't even have anybody to help you. But here am I. Moreover, Absalom would say, Oh, that I were made judge in the land, and everyone who has any suit or cause would come to me, then I would give him justice. Do you see this? He's saying, like, Look, I, there's nobody here. The king doesn't have anybody. They're kind of like slamming the king, telling, saying, like, Look at what the king's doing incorrectly. And then he's like, But you just come to me, I would give you justice. And so it was whenever anyone came near to bow down to him that he would put out his hand and take him and kiss him. So he's intriguing them. He is being um, flattering, deceptive, appealing to their humanistic side. This is interesting. And so it was whenever anybody... Okay, I'm sorry. Verse 6. In this manner, Absalom acted toward all Israel who came, came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. He was not acting in truth. He stole them. This is what will happen so many times if you are teaching the truth of Yahweh. Somebody who has a grudge in their heart or a jealousy in their heart against you will act deceptively. This has happened so many times in my life where people pretend they're want to like quote build the build up Israel together but they really want their own preeminence and their own power and they have a jealousy or a hatred against me but they'll do this to you too as a follower of Yahweh you have to be careful that word stole there means to steal away like by stealth to take it my goodness do you see what's going on okay so he's pretending to be loyal to David but he's also telling these people he's like do you see what he's cutting him down? Like, <clears throat> my father isn't doing a good enough job. My father, the king, I, it would be better if I were king because look, my father is not even putting a man to give you judgment in the gates here. Which, honestly, if you think about it, they were supposed to go to the Levites for judgment. So, but here's this whole thing acting, you know, here's Absalom being coy, seeing like, but look, and then he would probably give them judgment. He would probably tell them words and then just like flatter them like, oh, you're such a good person, or he would obviously he put out his hand and kissed them and hugged them. He made them feel loved, and a lot of false prophets and a lot of teachers do that. They they want the preeminence, 
and to build their own kingdom, they teach flattering words. Now you put this in context of a Christian pastor versus a true Torah teacher. A true Torah teacher is not going to have a named organization. They're not going to be building their own kingdom. They're going to speak hard truths to you because their purpose is to get you ready for the Messiah. A Christian pastor, on the other hand, flatters you, tells you that, yeah, you don't have to obey that law anymore. That was a, no, God would never do that to you. And so he wants your money. And you put it in the offering plate because you made him feel good. He made you feel good. You get what I'm saying? All of these things always have spiritual applications where we can see and and we need to make sure <clears throat> that the person we are following is not an Absalom who's coming against the King Yeshua. Do you see this picture? Yeshua never built a church, a synagogue, anything with a named group. Now, they might have a synagogue. They might just have like a meeting place. A synagogue literally was just a meeting place. It could be a home or anything. But they didn't name their congregation different segments. The people who did that were the Pharisees and the Sadducees because they started religious groups. And God gave us a dream. It was given to Hale Harris back in 2009, perhaps, or 2007. And in the dream, the people had come out of the church system, but they started to build, and they went to the big tree of life, the true tree, but they started to build on it with man-made boards, and it killed the tree. And the Father gave me the interpretation immediately. Because I had been warning them to stop your religious groups, stop your named groups, build the kingdom of God. Let everybody be called Israel. <laughs> They're returning to God. They don't need a different named group. Like God already named us Israel for overcomers. And when we make these man-made systems, we divide, we faction, we decide we have different bylaws or different opinions in this group. Whereas we're supposed to hash it out and work together until we know the one true answer from the one true maker of the one true tree, the root of the tree, and that's Yeshua. That's God. So be careful where you're at. I am not saying that some of these people are not anointed teachers. I'm saying do not join an organization or group. You join the body of Israel. And these people who, who they came out and they started their own group, they sinned. They are in error. Are they all wrong in every area? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying in essence, they're stealing the hearts away from Yeshua, being putting themselves as a mediator between you and God with their own named organization. And God's like, no, no, no. I just wanted them like grafted into Israel, dude. Like over here, <laughs> Israel, which gate are you going to go through in Revelation when you enter the new Jerusalem? Let's, let's just go on that basis. <laughs> Don't say we are the house of Beit Israel of Sheridan, Wyoming, or we're the house of blah, blah. What, what? Where is, we're, I mean, I get it. They, they try to do this to, to form these, um, what is it called? Uh, the, the, the nonprofit, we don't need to be nonprofits. We don't need to take money to be paid. Paul worked with his hands. I work with my hands. I work 60 hours a week doing photography so I have because I don't need money from people. I don't want to be bribed. Right? Guys, let's look at the big picture. Okay, that was a really good lesson there. I hope you got it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I always feel like I have an out-of-body experience when I'm doing these because like the Holy Spirit is just speaking to me the whole time to say things. And I don't feel like it's me speaking. I feel like it's him giving me the things to speak. Then whenever you hear the fumbles, that's, of course, me, my problem. But I love what he teaches us. It's amazing. Okay. Now it came to pass after 40 years that Absalom said to the king, please let me go to Hebron and pay the vow which I made to Yahweh. This is all deceptive, guys. For your servant took a vow while I, was dwelt, while I dwelt in Geshur in Syria, saying, if Yahweh indeed brings me back to Jerusalem, then I will serve Yahweh. So the king, he's like, oh, he doesn't know he's lit, like... 
He doesn't know that he's lying. And the king said to him, go in peace. So he arose and went to Hebron. He thinks there's peace between them. I have a feeling, though, that David have, had some twinges and the Holy Spirit was convicting him. I really do, because David was such a man of God, but I really feel he pushed through his feelings and just kept going forward. I bet the Holy Spirit was speaking to him because we see other places the Spirit gave him discernment. The Spirit of God was always there. We just didn't have it with that indwelling of the whole, of the Torah yet. Um, that was the new covenant. But you can see all through, we've pointed it out in episodes previous where the Spirit was still there. So that is a lesson to us also. When you feel that twinge, when you feel that conviction, eh, listen, listen and, and follow and listen to what Yavi's telling you because it could end up in trouble if you don't. In fact, this week I had to put somebody out of a thread based on what the Holy Spirit was telling me and I saw a few warning signs and he said, get rid of her, protect the sheep before it's too late. So I had to listen because I have learned if I don't heed that Holy Spirit twinge, then I go forward and I make problems <laughs> or problems arise, I should say. Okay. The king said, hey, go ahead, you're fine. Then Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel saying, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then you shall say Absalom reigns in Hebron. Oh, he's not going to pay a vow. He's going to be, make himself king. And with Absalom went 200 men invited from Jerusalem and they went along innocently and did not know anything. Then Absalom sent for Ahithophel the Gilonite, David's counselor from his city from Gilo, while he offered sacrifices and the conspiracy grew strong for the people with Absalom continually increased in number. This was all through deception. Be careful who flatters you. Be careful whose hand you kiss. Be careful who kisses your hand. Be careful. Are they truly working for the, the better fulfillment of Yeshua HaMashiach and his kingdom? Or are they building their own kingdom? Do they want followers of their own congregation who will pay them and say, oh, we believe what Melissa says, or we believe what Josh says, or we believe what this person says? No, you better not be under a person like that. You better be with a teacher who will tell you the hard truth and is willing to lose you following them. Yeshua spoke the hard truth. It said this teaching was hard for people and they left. And Yeshua looked at his 12 disciples and said, are you also going to leave? These things that we speak as the true teacher of God are not to build us. In fact, it's going to get us hated. I am hated every single day, very vocally. That is how, I mean, everybody in the, in the Torah movement is going to be hated. I got to be honest. But these people who start their named organizations are building their kingdom. There's a slight impurity in their hearts. Be careful. Now, are they shepherds? Yep. Were they supposed to be leading people? Yep. But were they supposed to make it any different name than what God already named it? No. And Yahweh told me that directly 20 years ago, 20 some years ago. Now, a messenger came to David saying, the hearts of the men of Israel are with Absalom. So David said to all his servants who were with him at Jerusalem, Arise and let us flee, or we shall not escape from Absalom. Make haste to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly and bring disaster upon us and strike the city with the edge of the sword. He'd built his chariots. He'd built his army. Absalom's going to come against the king. David had been warned that this would come when he killed Uriah the Hittite. Remember that prophecy. And the king's servants said to the king, We are your servants, ready to do whatever my lord the king commands. Then the king went out with all his household after him, but the king left 10 women concubines to keep the house. This is also part of the prophecy. Remember in broad daylight, his wives were going to be another man's. Keep that in mind. That was part of the curse that God put on him, the punishment spoken by the prophet after he killed Uriah and did the whole Bathsheba thing. 
And the king went out with all the people after him and stopped at the outskirts. Then all his servants passed before him and all the Cherethites, all the Pelethites, and all the Gittites, 600 men who had followed him from Gath passed before the king. Then the king said to Ittai the Gittite, Why are you also going with us? Return and remain with the king, for you are a foreigner and also an exile from your own place. In fact, you came only yesterday. Should I make you wander up and down with us today? Since I go, I know not where. <laughs> I read that awkwardly. Since I go, I know not where. Return and take your brethren back. Mercy and truth be with you. But Ittai answered the king and said, As Yahweh lives, and as my lord the king lives, Surely in whatever place my lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also your servant will be. So Ittai said to, so David said to Ittai, go and cross over. Then Ittai the Gittite and all his men and all the little ones who were with him crossed over. So they went with the king. And all the country wept with a loud voice and all the people crossed over. The king himself also crossed over the brook Kedron and all the people crossed over toward the way of the wilderness. Listen to this. There was Zadok also, and all the Levites with him, bearing the Ark of the Covenant of God. This is important, because Zadok, in, e book, in the book of Ezekiel, when Jesus returns, is blessed for this act of obedience. Do you notice, this punishment is coming upon David due to his own sins with Uriah the Hittite. But even in the midst of the punishment, the people who stayed faithful to David, understanding he was being disciplined and corrected by God, are the ones who had eternal promises and blessings later. So when you see a child of God being disciplined, do not turn your back against that person. You pray for that person. You understand the punishment coming. Do not be happy when that person is being judged. David was being punished. Zadok stayed faithful. And for that, he gets to offer the offerings when Jesus returns. <clears throat> Go read Ezekiel 40 to the end. Look for the word Zadok. Google it. It is a blessing. You stay faithful to those of God, even in the time of their punishments. Do you understand? I have had people turn against me, and this is, and I have seen, when I was getting punished or disciplined by God, and I saw judgment come to them, I make it very Oh, I make very concerted effort that my heart is never joyful when I see God punishing his people and that I stay faithful to them by praying. I didn't mean to make it sound like I was anything a minute ago, so I stopped that because I was like, oh, that sounds bad. I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying I've witnessed firsthand this happening because I do believe my God has anointed me and chosen me, and I believe he's anointed and chosen you. How dare I be happy if God is punishing you because of your sin? I need to be standing in the gap faithful to you while God is teaching you and refining you. But many people don't. And I've seen people literally struck dead for that. Okay. So there was Zadok also and all the Levites with him bearing the Ark of the Covenant of God. And they set down the Ark of God and Abiathar went up until all the people had finished crossing over from the city. Then the king said to Zadok, carry the Ark of God back into the city. If I find favors in the eyes of Yahweh, he will bring me back and show me both it and his dwelling place. But if he says thus, I have no delight in you, here I am. Let him do to me as seems good to him. The king also said to Zadok the priest, Are you not a seer? Meaning, do you not have this gift of prophecy, the seeing visions? Return to the city in peace, and you and your two sons with you, Ahimaaz, your son, and Yochanan, the son of Abiathar. See, I will wait in the plains of the wilderness until word comes from you to inform me. So they're going to be his spies. Therefore, Zadok and Abiathar carried the Ark of Elohim back to Jerusalem, and they remained there. So David went up by the ascent of the Mount of Olives and wept as he went up. And he had his head covered and went barefoot. 
And all the people who were with him covered their heads and went up weeping as they went. So as they went up. So barefoot here was a symbol of mourning. He made himself um, um, uncomfortable because like it is a way of humbling himself. Interesting, he's going up the Mount of Olives, which is the mount from which Yeshua descended and the mount to which he returns. And the mount on which he was praying. Was that where he was praying? No, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, anyway, then someone told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, Oh, Yahweh, I pray, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. So Ahithophel betrayed David. He was wise, but he betrayed and went with Absalom. And David prayed, please turn his counsel into foolishness. Now it happened when David had come to the top of the mountain where he worshipped Elohim, there was Hushai the Archite coming to meet him with his robe torn and dust on his head. Hushai was loyal to David. David said to him, if you go on with me, then you will become a burden to me. But if you return to the city and say to Absalom, I will be your servant, O king, as I was your father's servant previously, so I will now also be your servant. Then you may defeat the counsel of Ahithophel for me. So he understood. He sent Hushai to literally give counsel to Absalom to defeat Ahithophel's advice. And do you not have Zadok and Abiathar the priests with you there? Therefore, it will be that whatever you hear from the king's house, you shall tell to Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Indeed, they have there with them their two sons, Ahimaaz, Zadok's son, and Yochanan, Abiathar's son. And by them you shall send me everything you hear. So here's this. Here's how they're going to have the secret informants. So Hushai, David's friend, went into the city, and Absalom came to Jerusalem. And I'm going to tell you this story. Yeshua did nothing wrong. But this is a very also big story of what happens with the Christian churches. They are filled with Absalom pastors. This is also what's happening in the Messianic Torah teachers. They are filled with Absalom pastors building their own kingdom. They pretend to be on the side of David Yeshua, but they are building their own kingdom. Any time a person builds their own kingdom, we have danger. If they build their own organization, they have danger. There are shepherds, there are people, and they should be shepherding the flock carefully. Your teachers, there will be many teachers, and they will be behind you, pushing you to closer intimacy with God. Be careful you are not following Absalom versus David Yeshua. Much love to you all. Have a blessed Sabbath, or whatever day you're listening to this. Have a blessed day.